0: Hello and welcome to Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. Each week we'll be here to educate you, challenge you and encourage you along your journey with intermittent fasting. Check us out at fastinglane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at fastinglane. This week's episode is going to be a little different. I am Levi, your occasional co-host. And last week, we interviewed Dr. Nadir Ali, who is the organizer of Low Carb Houston, which is a wonderful event, uh, bringing together a variety of medical and research experts in the field of ketogenic diet, low carb eating, and intermittent fasting. And Eve was fortunate enough to get to speak from the stage at that event to share her transformational story and the story of her journey through health issues and her ultimate discovery of a low carb diet and intermittent fasting. So without any further ado, we're gonna go ahead and play the audio for you of Eve's presentation from the stage at Low Carb Houston 2019.
1: All right, this is what I promised to you. 10 minutes, the day is almost over. That's all we're gonna do. It's gonna be a wild ride. Are you ready? You know it is, you see the boots, right? So you know it's coming for you, all right. Ten minutes. So my name is Eve Mayer, and I'm an overachiever. I was in all the clubs at school. I was the drum major in high school band. I got the most scholarships to college. I went on to become an entrepreneur, a worldwide speaker, where I've spoken in ten countries on digital marketing, about online dating, about entrepreneur life. I've spoken three times at NATO. Did you know that only 4% of women-owned businesses ever make more than a million dollars in a year? I was in that 4%. I sold that company. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I know that I can work hard, and I know that I'm intelligent. But there was one thing. I was fat. And maybe that word makes you uncomfortable. It certainly felt uncomfortable. At my peak, I was 300 pounds. 300 pounds and not the secretly healthy kind of fat. 300 pounds of 24 years of fat and sick and believing that my mind and my body were secretly broken. Maybe that was the price I had to pay for having such a great life in every other area. Maybe I was good at making money and having a great relationship with my family and being a good mom or a good wife or a good friend, but the price I had to pay was that my body or my mind was broken. I don't know if you can relate to this. I'm glad. (laughs) So I decided to work harder, I was going to work harder. I went to every doctor, I went to every therapist, I went to every psychology session, I went to a hypnotist, she said, when you feel hungry, rub, I want you to do this, when you feel hungry, take your fingers, rub your middle finger and your thumb together, and it will decrease your hunger, (laughs) guess what, it doesn't work, but it's damn hard picking up hot donuts like this, I can tell you that much, okay, it really is, so it slows you down for like a few seconds. Yeah, it didn't work. I got fatter, I got less healthy, and I just believed that I would always be unhealthy. I had bronchitis every year. I had respiratory infections every other month. That has nothing to do with being fat, right? I had pneumonia every other uh, two years. I was sick all the time, but I still persisted. I still worked. I still took care of my child. I still worked at my company, all in despite of that. I pushed harder. I did every diet. I hired every trainer. I decided to have lap band surgery not really because of myself, but because I wanted to have a child, and I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. I was on metformin, the things that we heard about today, the things that Nadia is gonna talk about. And why did I take even further steps to make my body better? Not for myself, but for the purpose of a child. And I feel like there's a lot of women here that can relate to that sentiment, where we don't put ourselves first. We decide to take care of something for our child or for someone else. I had lap band surgery, I lost weight, I gained it back. After two months of lap band surgery, I was still hungry. And I was so pissed off. Years later, I had lap band surgery again, because they told me if I fixed it, it would work. I lost the weight. I wasn't too hungry for about a month. But then the hunger came back. Years later, I had gastric sleeve surgery. I lost weight. But two months later, the hunger came back. Obviously, my body and mind are broken. I went to 40 days full time to binge eating addiction treatment. Full-time, every day, 9 to 5, stayed with that therapy, learned a lot of incredible lessons, learned that I had an issue with binge eating, but the hunger did not leave. It never left. My mind and body is broken. No one else in this world understands. Right? I'm really special, like super special. So I go on with my life. I go up and down and wait. I'm unhealthy all the time. And no matter what I'm doing, no matter what focus I have, every presentation I'm doing in front of a big audience, everything I'm doing at my kids' event, there's that voice in my head, you got to eat, you got to eat right now. I don't care if I ate 20 minutes ago, I'm still hungry. I am physically and mentally hungry, and I am broken. As a fluke, and let me be honest, because a lot of you sound like really good people when I hear you talk, one more time, I decided to try, and let me tell you my reason. I just wanted to be smoking hot. (laughs) I just wanted my outside to look as good as my inside is. Have you ever desired for your outside to just look like your inside? That's all I wanted was for it to match, and it freaking didn't match, and it hurt. So I did this to get hot. I want to admit to you my, my... very shallow feelings, okay? So I decided to do low carb. It wasn't gonna work. This was a 700 diet I ever tried. Why was this gonna work? It wasn't. And so I did it, and it sucked. I hated it. It was horrible. I didn't like it at all. There was no sugar. I was hungry all the time. It was awful, okay? Four weeks into it, I felt different. It was still awful. I still didn't like it. I missed cake, right? I missed ice cream. But I looked at my husband one day and I said, I was hungry five times today. And my husband, who's super hot and athletic, was like, yeah. I'm like, only five times. And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, are you telling me this is what normal people feel like? (laughs) And he was like, pretty much, yeah. Like four or five times a day, you get hungry and then you eat something. I'm like, I want you to understand, I am 43 years old and never in my life have I had a day where I was only hungry five times. If I kept doing this, would it it keep going? And he was like, I mean, I guess so. Okay, thanks. All right, got it. So I'm gonna do that. So I kept going and I kept feeling that way. And one day I was only hungry four times. And it really struck me all the times I had seen a thin person look at me in disgust as a fat person. I understood what they thought. Why doesn't this person just not eat so much? They couldn't understand the hunger that beat on my head and in my body every single day. They hadn't experienced it, so they couldn't be in my shoes, and it made a lot of sense to me. Soon after that, I was talking to a friend, Dr. Suzanne Slonham, who suggested I read this book called The Obesity Code. I am from South Louisiana. My family is Lebanese. We eat for everything. We eat for social engagement. We eat because we're bored. We eat because somebody dies. We eat because it's a holiday. We just eat. That's what we do. So when Dr. Fung said, you should not eat sometimes, you should eat less frequency, you should fast, that is the way to reduce insulin and feel better, I thought, this guy is an idiot. (laughs) What an idiot. And I was on the plane with my husband, and I handed my breakfast back to the stewardess, and my husband was like, what are you doing? I'm like, this guy says you shouldn't eat, and you'll lose weight, and you'll feel better and be healthy. He's full of crap. I'm going to not eat. So I didn't eat for 36 hours for the first time in my life. And by the end of it, I was so mad because I wasn't dead. I wasn't like fainting and passing out. And I got so angry that I didn't eat for 10 days. I was pissed off. I'm proud to say that my husband who was filming this back there did not leave me after those 10 days or during those 10 days because each day I got more angry. A college-educated woman, I think I'm pretty intelligent. I had this number stuck in my head. If I didn't drink water for three days, I would die. And if I didn't eat for five days, I would die. I actually believed it. Meanwhile, I had friends who were really fit who were Muslim or Buddhist and would say they were fasting. And I was like, God, are you okay? Are you healthy? Sitting there at 300 pounds while they were fit. Right, It was ridiculous and I look back now and I did not understand. So low carb eating and intermittent fasting changed my life. I weigh, I try not to weigh anymore because I get really pissed when it goes up like two pounds. But like, I just want to tell you, I'm not wearing Spanx, right? So here we are, I'm breathing. Thank you very much. I am no longer morbidly obese, I'm no longer obese, I'm straight up overweight, and I am so (laughs) dang happy, right? I don't get sick the way I used to, I usually get sick once or twice a year, do you know how different it is to get sick once or twice a year instead of once or twice a month? I told my daughter years ago, Baby, I'm sorry, but we are just people with poor immune systems, and this is your life. You have to go to school, even if you're sick, because this is gonna be the rest of your life. This is why I go to a job every day. This is why I do the things every day, even when I'm sick. My daughter, who is almost 13, changed the way she ate, started eating more low-carb, stopped getting sick as much, thinned out, and feels fantastic and much healthier. So I got to be that example for my daughter that I wanted to be. And my husband supported me in this journey, and. Shockingly, got even hotter. Um, Yeah, so that was a bonus, I like that. Um, I'm really thankful to Megan Ramos and Dr. Jason Fung and the Fasting Method for helping me understand this way. I started a site called Fasting Lane. I'd love for you to look up fastinglane.com and share your story with us. We have a podcast, Dr. Ali was just on it last week. Um, and Dr. Jason Fung, Megan, and I have a book coming out called Life in the Fasting Lane next year that will talk about the lifestyle and emotional sides of fasting and low carb with their brilliant medical science and all the research behind it because I've learned how to change my life from them. I'm so thankful for this event, and just I just want to say if you've ever thought or you're still thinking you might just be broken, try it. Just give it a shot, see what happens. That's it, thank you.